0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play
1: for free right
0: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Uh, oh, recorded live. Well, welcome, everybody. And uh, we're going to be having, I think, uh, what is going to be a very um, important call tonight. And this really was brought to my attention by Edward Henry. Uh, I had, uh, was sharing with him earlier. Uh, I had no idea uh, the sacred name movement was so huge and and the implications and the foundation where it springs from. Edward has, has done quite a bit of research on this and I'm going to be kind of denied. But uh, Ed was kind enough to send me a couple videos and wow, it just blew me away, Ed. Uh, Welcome, Ed, and uh, I'm going to just kind of let you uh, turn it over to you and have you do a summary to start with uh, as we get into this whole subject about, you know, and it is a very specific topic. uh, You know, we could talk about the Hebrew, or more specifically, we're going to just talk about the Sacred Dame movement. Uh, Welcome aboard, uh, Ed.
2: Thank you. Uh, we might as well dive right into it.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
2: the, you know, I, I've I've come across this uh, over the last year, maybe before that, I, I don't know, and and uh, I would have people uh, say to me uh, when referring to Jesus, they would say Yeshua, <laughs> and, and so I thought it was very odd, mm. and didn't quite understand it. And I knew they were referring to Jesus. So I did some research, and I found that, in fact, this is part of the Hebrew, Hebrew Roots Movement. It is a subpart called the Sacred Name Movement. It's, it's the idea that it, it, Yeshua is not a different way of saying Jesus, although it, it can be. Um, according to these people in the sacred name movement uh Jesus is actually um a heathen name that must be rejected so hmm. Yeshua is a a replacement for Jesus, so they reject the name of jesus so Yeshua is not a a, a, a way of saying Joshua, although some will claim that okay Yeshua is actually. Uh, a, a, it's a, uh, a construct, and it's based on a, a Hebrew construct, and they, they do not accept the Greek New Testament. They, their position is that Jesus did not speak Greek, and I'll talk about that in just a minute, that he spoke, he spoke Hebrew, and therefore we must have a, a Hebrew New Testament, and they do. They, they have their uh, uh, Hebrew roots uh, New Testament. But if you look at this, they have many, many different variants of Yeshua. Uh, and so they go through, and you can have Yeshua, Yeshua, uh, Yeshua, uh, Yahashua, um, and it goes on and on. They have all these variants. One, one is actually called Yeshu, and they list that as one of their variants. Now, this is very interesting. And most people don't understand this. But Yeshu is actually a curse on Jesus.
3: Mm. You see,
2: the Jews in Israel, they, they, when they refer to Jesus, they will call him Yeshu. And what that means is... That is a construct of, of various Hebrew letters that means, may his name and memory be stricken out. That's what that wow. means. Wow. Okay, so this is a very, the devil is very subtle. And so he gets people to use Yeshua. And then when he, when they're talking to Jews and people call him Yeshu, they don't catch the fact that there's that missing vowel at the end, see, because Yeshua is actually a curse on Jesus. Wow. That's the dirty little secret that they will not let you in on. Now, uh, their position is that Jesus is not the pure and holy name of Christ. It's it's in fact erroneous. It's an invention of man. Okay? And that you must say Yeshua or Yahshua or some variant of that. Okay? Uh, I had... I was watching one of the videos where they – I always like to see what the enemy has to say. And I I really do believe that this movement is the enemy. Uh, And in that video, they were very pious. Oh, so pious. And they made the mistake of when narrating the video, however, of slipping up. And they referred to a time frame as BCE. Now, you and I know that B.C.E. means before current era. Right. Well, they, the reason, it's only the Jews that say before current era. You see, they replace B.C., which is before Christ, with B.C.E., see? And then they, um. they replace after Christ, Amnio Domno, A.D., with with C.E. current era, see that's their scam. <laughs> they want to take Christ out of the picture, and so when re- narrating this film, these alleged Christians use the term B.C.E., which tipped me off right away that behind this uh, are the Jews. See, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, the there's this is very this this goes back way back to the Millerite movement, the Seventh Day Adventist, very, they were very strong in this, and uh, basically their position is that uh, the the word Jesus is a variant on Jesus. Okay, so Jesus is actually Zeus, and what they mean by that is it's hey, like way we say hey, and then Zeus, Z E U S, the pagan god Zeus. They think that Jesus is a variant of a greeting to Zeus, see, (laughs) that it's a Greek corruption. I'm not kidding you. This is what they... I'm reading their stuff. I'm watching their videos. I'm listening to what they're saying, and this is what they say. They say Jesus did not speak Greek. He spoke Hebrew, and so therefore we have to completely reject anything based on the Greek New Testament, even though... You know how many Hebrew New Testaments there are? How many that are based on Hebrew? Zero. Zero. Now we have 5,000 extant writings that, to base the New Testament on, but there are zero, see? And to say that yeah. Jesus did not speak Greek shows their ignorance because all you have to do is open the book of Revelations, and what does he say? He says, I am the Alpha and Omega. Well, Those are Greek letters.
3: He's no. speaking
2: Greek right there, telling them, "I am the." Uh, and and when the woman, when the woman was with him, uh, at the uh, uh, in uh, John chapter four, okay, and she said to him, "I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he come, when he is come, he will tell us all things." Jesus saith unto her. I that speak unto thee am he. He didn't correct her and say, no, 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 you got it wrong. Uh, You shouldn't be saying Christ. Okay. You have to use the Jewish word Messiah. Okay. He didn't say that. When she said Messiah cometh, which is called Christ, he said, I'm he. I'm the Messiah. I'm Christ. See. So this idea that, no, you have to reject. uh, By the way, they also reject the word Christ okay? That's a corruption, all right? You have to use the word Messiah, or Mishish, or something. I don't know how they pronounce it. Um, They also say that the term Jesus Christ is a variant of Zeus Krishna. Zeus and Krishna. That's another uh, one of their uh, uh, doctrines, okay? And that's why the word, the term Jesus Christ must must be rejected, and and what this is, this is actually uh, witchcraft. Witchcraft. It's it's uh, and Mike Holger does an excellent. He has, I think he has two videos. He does have two videos. Excellent uh, uh, breakdown of this, and he calls it witchcraft, and I agree with him. This is witchcraft. This is salvation by incantation, where there's a god force that's released released by the incantation. Uh, incantation of this holy name, Yahashua, or Yeshua. Um, Now, interesting, when you look at the book of Galatians, this is the very type of thing that Paul spoke against. And what did Paul say when he spoke to the Galatians? In chapter 3, you see Paul saying, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? You see... That's not, he wasn't carelessly using that. And that's God, that's God, those are God's words. He's talking about being bewitched. And what was he talking to the Galatians about? The Judaizing. He was criticizing them for their Judaizing, okay, and giving heed to Jewish fables. If you read Titus chapter 1, uh, Titus, uh, um. Admonished against giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. And interesting, Titus was with Paul when he confronted Peter. And Titus was Greek, if you recall. Titus and Paul said that. But neither Titus, who was with me, being Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. So he was criticizing this Hebrew roots movement, this idea that you have to go back to your Hebrew roots. He was saying, no, reject them. Okay? And he, um, uh, when, when Peter came to Antioch, Paul said, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. And he called it dissembling. The the Jews dissembled with both Peter and Barnabas, who was carried away with the dissimulation. This is dissimulation. This is dissembling. This is deception. You see. So these people in the Hebrew Roots movement, this is deception. Okay, and and uh, and this is the very thing that Paul had to fight against. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. Can you can you kind of explain? I've watched. Uh... Uh, that uh, gentleman from, and by the way, he's from uh, Festus, Missouri, which a friend of mine lives up in that in that area around St. Louis.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Hogarth, the the minister, but he on the one of the videos he gets into the aspect of the linkage to the Kabbalah, and he talks about Earth, Wind, Rain, and Fire. Can you can you explain that a little bit? Uh, um, the, actually,
2: uh, actually, no, because I found it so disturbing. <laughs> I just want yeah. to stay away from it. I really yeah. did. Uh, it is in the Kabbalah. That is Kabbalistic. And I really, um, I, only, I only examine and, and study the Kabbalah as is necessary uh, right. to reveal things. But I really don't like digging into, it's witchcraft. I'm telling right. you, the Kabbalah is witchcraft. It's, it is very oppressive to read. Uh, the Quran is the same way. I can read I hear passage here to passage there enough to get an understanding and to study and, and find out what these people believe. But I really don't like to dig into that, uh, that stuff. I, I know he went through that and, um, and that's great that he did that, but I really find it so disturbing. I, I have a difficult time digging into that stuff. I, I don't know if you've yeah, ever well, read I
1: think, some of that. I think the, yeah. I think the broad sweep on that is just his, um, validation of the fact that, this whole aspect of um, of the of the Jewish uh, roots movement as well as the sacred name movement is actually reverting back to pagan Babylonian false yes. do- uh, false yes. gods and and another interesting thing I, I found by watching the, that video which I thought was really good is at the heart of this really, uh, what struck me more than anything else is really this is a attack of the preserved word of god that 's really what yes. it is
2: oh that 's absolutely they have you they have to get people to reject and Mike Hogard did such a great job in those videos yeah. Yeah. he really did. They have to attack the Word of God in the king james bible they 've got absolutely. to get people to put that aside. They have to get them to do that because without God's word, they're left without any any, any tools, any yeah. sword, yeah. any shield, any helmet in this spiritual warfare. They're left naked on the battlefield. And he's absolutely correct. And I, I really think he nailed it uh, in, in his explanation.
1: I, I agree because, like you said, that is the foundation That's what Christians stand on, and we talk about, you know, sola scripture, and if they can take that away, and the foundation of, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and we also see that the Word is living, and we look at the last 400 plus years, we've had the authorized King James Version of the Bible, and it's been the foundation for especially those of us who, you know, live in the United States who... Who, who don't have any other uh, aspect of, of Scripture available to us, and mm-hmm. now we have, of course, all of these other versions that have come on that's even further watered down the truth of the reality of of God's, you know. And and this is I had a gentleman here. Oh, and, and a lot of people, some of the people on this call know mm-hmm. who it was, but it doesn't matter who it was. But he attacked myself and Walt uh, for our upholding we're not king james version only people but we believe that people that attack the king james version of the bible as not being you know as not being the best text and all of these other fallacious arguments i mean if you go back to uh the reality of it um god says in his own word that he is going to preserve his word and he did it for over 400 years and yep. so I I think that is really a, uh, the crux of the matter here and and if they can get people to start questioning any aspect of their faith then they can uh, they can attack that and then they can go and t- start attacking on multiple levels you know
2: Yeah they they have to and and uh, on the basic level um if you if you read uh, I mean well getting to getting King James I I my position is as I've come to and and this is Taken time because there's so much resistance to taking this position. As I read things, is that uh, in fact the translators of the King James Bible were inspired by God to translate His Word faithfully in the English language, and I believe it is His inerrant uh, Word in the English language, uh, and so all other, all other, all other Bible versions are corrupted by Satan. So. Uh, you know, people can call me what they want, you know, uh, but the the bottom line is I stand with the King James Bible. That is God's word in the English language, and that's what this is. That's an attack on God's word.
1: Um, well, you know, you know the, one of the things that – I mean, I, I have, you know, taken enough – enough uh, Greek to be dangerous, you know. That's the problem with so many of these cemeterians, you know. They go out, like you said, they'll take an introductory Greek course or they'll take an introductory Hebrew course and think they're automatically the authority on it. And the people that were teaching teaching them were heathen. They didn't have any, uh, you know, solid biblical foundation from where they were coming from. And, and what right. I find is that, you know, I find it interesting, the Koine Greek, that Christ used the common language uh, to speak to people. He didn't have to go uh, into these synagogues and go back to, and he came against these people that were the highest Councils and so on. And and I, I can tell you that I've experienced this firsthand. <laughs> uh, there are those with doctors in front of their name that are so into the Hebrew manuscript and the Hebrew text, and they always want to – it's amazing. It's like a control mechanism, a way of mind control. In other words, it's a way of one-upmanship over everybody else. I, I had this even as a kid in Bible school – uh, one of the Dr. Omar Lee, he said, but he would, any time that I would say anything, and also Dr. Dale Yochum, my Bible instructor, anytime I would have a question that would put, you know, uh, in other words, I was trying to seek the truth, they would say, well, you got to go back to the original Greek on that, or you got to go back to the original Hebrew on that. And then they go through this long, and my eyes would just glaze over, and, you know. Mm-hmm. I think this is another aspect of mind control. Yes,
2: I think you're right. It it's designed not to reveal but to conceal. Yes, and that's they want to pull the wool over people's eyes because now yes. you got the secret. You, now you've got the secret language, the secret code, the kabbalistic code. See, and that kabbalistic yes. code, of course, only they know. Right you have to go to the you have to go to the these priests, okay, now they're going to wear their special garments okay and <laughs> and so they you know the the, the the Christians, these sheep are being led astray uh, and 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 so when the Bible says that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, and then it says, neither is there salvation. In any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's what it, this is. Acts chapter four. Yet, if they if they take that passage and tell people, oh no 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 no, you must reject that because that's actually Zeus Krishna and that's a heathen god. And you must not pray to Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but you must pray to Jesus or Yahasus, See, and so they—it just confuses people. See, and so, so if, if uh, in, in fact in, in Philippians where it says uh, that the name of Jesus, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. They, no, no, you got to reject that. Because that is a heathen. See, it's not just that they're saying Jesus is or uh, uh, Yeshua is another way of saying Jesus. They're saying you must reject Jesus. That Jesus is a heathen god. You see, that yeah. is a very dangerous thing to say in view of these passages and in view of Christ's admonition. That all sin will be forgiven, man, except for the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. And what was the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit? To attribute to God the characteristics of the devil.
1: Yeah. What about, and also there's just all this uh, thing about not using the word amen and all this stuff, too. What, what's going on with that? Because, I find the word amen in in the King James version of the Bible in in Revelation and I find it in other places in the Bible. What's have you, have you run into that?
2: I no, I haven't run into that particular aspect. Again, okay. I'm as new I'm pretty much as new to this as you are, okay? Okay. So this okay. is I mean, it, it's 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 disturbing when you dig into it and it's like I can't believe these people are saying this. You go to the websites, you look at the, you know, it, it's it's a free-for-all, basically. And the one thing they agree on is they reject Jesus Christ, which is interesting, because that's the same thing that the Jews agree on. All the different <laughs> that's right. of Jews agree on one thing. They reject Jesus Christ. And that's, that's what it right. is.
1: That is exactly right. You know, I uh, I was thinking about, you know, a couple things. Um that you were alluding to, too. Another passage I don't have in front of me as far as actual, I, I can look it up, but it says that um, he's giving given him a name that's greater than any name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Another thing, Jesus Christ said, I am, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, And so if they put questions in a person's mind of the priesthood of Christ as his mediatorship, and, and, you know, you have to, I mean, you have to uh, represent a person as, (laughs) by name, I mean, and so if you change the name, you're changing the mediatorship, you're changing the advocate, you're actually changing the eternal Son of God to somebody else
2: well you know it's it's interesting. Um, I exchanged emails with one particular person um, and in the email, he made the point that this is actually in other words the point he was he was making is that this goes to doctrine this is not simply a change in the name see this goes yeah. to doctrine that 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 the doctrines have been twisted, and we must get back to the Hebrew roots, you see. And so the true doctrine, and that the doctrine has been twisted along with the name. So this is just the the part of it. The doctrine has also got to be changed, because part and parcel of this is a reversion back to the celebration of of the law, being put back under the law, the very thing that Paul railed against. So this is just one aspect. This is the this is the camel's nose under the tent that is going to drag people back into uh, the Jewish law.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting, Ted. Situation where uh, I was sharing with you um, uh, because I, this came up. This week at Joplin we went up and worshipped at the Sovereign Grace Baptist Church in Joplin and after the service I asked, you know, Michael Smith, I said, who's the pastor there, I said, Have you ever run into the Sacred Name movement? And he goes, Have I ever? He goes, You know, I have some relatives that are just really immersed in that. He says, Just any and and the thing that he mentioned is that they are you can't talk to them. In other words, they don't want to reason with you. They want to. In other words, their mind is made up, and that's it. And I and I right. think that, you know, when people take on that air, that you know, um, it's becomes. In other words, like you said, I, I like the term you use, conceal rather than reveal. In other words, this is something that. Uh, we've already we've already done the research on it. We've already done the study on it, and this is the way it is, and, and the case closed. And not they're 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 closing the uh, four hundred years of history and and in God's word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I yep. mean, that's what they're doing. I mean. I've never I've never read anything from uh, any of the reformers. I've read a lot of uh, I've read a lot of their works. I've read Huss. I've read Luther. I've read Calvin. I've read uh, Tyndale. Uh, and I've never heard any of them allude to the fact that we should not call Jesus Jesus Christ. Well, that we well, should see, go back and, to the and, Hebrew.
2: Yeah. And well. And and part of their reasoning is. That, um, for instance, that one of the arguments they use is if, if you look at the 1611 King James, you'll see that even then they didn't have a J, they used an I, see? No. And they say that uh, there was no J in the English alphabet, uh, and therefore it should be, you know, uh, uh, Iusus. I and, and so they go through all this. And bottom line is they they're, they're ignorant of the English language because that's true that there was no J as a letter, but there was a soft G sound that was represented by an I, you see, Mm. and they don't understand that when, when words um, were represented by an I, those words were understood to mean to have the, the soft J sound. It also had an I sound. Okay. So it represented both sounds. Now, uh, what they started doing over time in about the early 1600s is they started putting a little uh, a little curl on the bottom of the i when in fact they intended to have the soft j sound, or soft g sound okay and so um, that's how the j came about but there was always that that sound given by the given by the i which is a small g the the soft g sound as in Jesus. So they've got it all discombobulated in their mind, see, and saying that that well, you know, uh, Jesus isn't how his name's supposed to be pronounced anyway, and that's that's wrong.
1: Well, you know what's so interesting about this is that we have um, <laughs> our, you know, by our own our own, kind of of faith and and that. Uh, that God has put in our hearts the faith of Christ. In other words, we have, we believe that he is who he said he was. He did what he said he was going to do. And he is going to complete what he said he was going to do by coming back and so on. All of these things, the death, not only the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, but the fact that he chose us in him from the foundation of the world – and so we take all of this, and then we put it in question as to whether he is even he, being the one that we've worshipped, the one that we've acclaimed, the one that we have uh, praised, the one that we have prayed to, the one that we have adored, uh, and now all of these people come along and say – you haven't even been worshiping the right person. You are not even. Your faith is vested in the wrong entity.
2: That's right. That's exactly what they're saying. That's exactly what yeah. they're saying. They're saying that when you pray to Jesus, you are praying to a heathen god. That's what mm-hmm. they say. That it's actually, uh, it's actually Zeus. And, and
1: you know yeah. that Zeus is the devil. Oh, yeah. And see, Walt, about two weeks ago, Walt, I was talking to Walt, and he brought this up about the sacred name movement, and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said, I don't know what. And Walt says, Larry, this is a big deal. And I go, well, I'm, I'm clueless, you know. But yeah. now, that, now that I've watched these two videos and now that I've listened uh, it is a huge deal, and you know Andrew. Andrew from Wichita, Kansas, has sent some uh, materials to me as well, uh, not only on the Hebrew movement but on some of the other sacred name things. And and Andrew says, like yourself, that there's a age. In other words, when you know when the uh, when the Masons want to talk about the Grand Architect of the Universe. And the Kabbalah wants to talk about earth, wind, fire, and rain, and they want to talk about the god of forces, and they want to talk about uh, – in other words, they want to depersonalize this to such an extreme that it, it reminds me of the, my old days in the New Age movement, and it's it's it's, it's – not only polytheistic, but it's also worshiping the God of forces. So it's it's actually uh, depersonalizing the gospel and making it a matter of fact. That's what I see.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well I
2: think Mike Holger did, did a great job of explaining yes. that it, it's basically salvation by incantation, which is witchcraft. Yes. That's witchcraft. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is basi- which, is, which is, so when Paul said, who hath bewitched you... He was explaining what was happening. Remember, mm. um, and, and I, don't, I, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir in, in a sense, but you know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is right,
3: a spiritual
2: right. battle. This is a spiritual right. battle. And so there are devils who are influencing the way people think.
3: Oh, and that's so right. you,
2: you, that's right. to cut through this spiritual deception, these people are under the influence of devils. And so uh, the the and, and remember devils have names incantations certain incantations will 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 uh give rise to devils appearing um you know witchcraft is very real uh i mean there there are uh there are some videos uh on youtube showing magicians that are clearly clearly calling on uh the power of devils oh yeah for for their parlor tricks and it is uh it's really shocking to see the only way they could do what they do is through the power of satan and they do use devils witchcraft is real and the you know that ouija boards there are there are devils, probably legions of devils on each Ouija board, just waiting waiting for the unsuspecting customer to buy that Ouija board and they bring their devils home um, so it's uh it's an interesting thing i I remember talking to a long time ago this was going back t- more than twenty years, and someone was explaining to me, well, how could these people have devils in their house? you're talking about some some book involving uh uh a a house that was haunted and i looked at the pictures in the book and and because he was saying they're so religious and i looked at the pictures in the book and sure enough it was roman catholic and there were idols of the saints on the wall and 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 crucifix with the with that guy that they call uh, jesus but we know is not on the on the crucifix and and so forth uh that's idolatry. when you bring home an idol you are bringing home devils with them see and so oh, this, that's
1: that's this. true, and you know I agree with you. I remember, um, you know, uh, and, and and I it's not really easy for me to talk about, but um, my brother really got into uh, a lot of that stuff, and he was really. Um, I was seventeen at the time; he was nineteen years old, many many years ago. But uh, he he got into the Doors, Jim Morrison. And the Doors, Mm -hmm. Jim Morrison, by his own admission, was uh, a worshiper of Lucifer, Satan. And, uh, you know, when when they found my brother, uh, he rolled his car five times and uh, was killed. But when they found him, Jim Morrison and the Doors was still playing in his car, you know. Wow. And... uh, you know, and so it does have. I mean, it is. It's it's uh, it's very very. And when I was so involved in the new age movement and everything, I, I've shared this with my sermon audio audience. But um, Rosette and I were both very involved in it, and and uh, I had gone down to was attending Unity on the Plaza in Kansas City, one of the largest Unity churches. And they had a what they called a harmonic balance a meditation uh, during the noon hour that I attended. And I went into this group, and the only way – and I know I cannot even really explain it, but we were all in a circle, and we were all seated, and we were all holding hands. And the only way I can explain it is the whole room started pulsating. It was. It was. And I. I, I left that room. I to, and I went home. I told Rosette that place is the personification of evil. I will never go back there again, ever. And that was the last time. That's the last time we, uh, you know, we, we because it, it's so shy. It was so real. The demonic forces were so real in that room. Uh and still to this day it just it, it it and so when you when you see uh these people that uh sell their soul out to the devil, pretty much, I mean there is the aspect God is sovereign over these evil things. I remember I knew a fella in fact he's still living, and he's very successful now. Um he has a uh a, a tow business and he also has a car uh, he, he sells automobiles and i was talking to him one day and uh he he i noticed all of a sudden his business just started going crazy i mean it just started and i i said um I, by the name, by the way, his name was Ed too, Edward. So there's oh. some good ads and there's some bad ads. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said, he said, he I said, how how has this all of a sudden happened to you? And he said, it's real simple. I sold my soul to the devil. And I said, oh come, I did. He said, I I made a compact with the devil that if he would prosper me, he could have my soul. And he said, it worked. You know, now he swears by it. You know, and and there's these there's people out there that actually, and so when you see these people that are are actually shaking their fist in the face of Jesus Christ, and you know, like I, I've said before, you know, when I had the, I had this social worker that I've worked very closely with. You know, and she she was Jewish, and one time I remember I was in her car, we were going to go to a appointment, and she stopped because I mentioned, well, I said, I'm, a, I'm of the Christian faith and everything. And she pulled over and she said, uh, let me tell you something, in our synagogue, if that name's where we spit on the floor, you know. That's
2: true, yeah.
1: But, I mean, yeah. it shocked me. I'd never heard that in my life. I looked at her and I said, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, I thought the Jews were supposed to be the most tolerant, loving, and open-minded and all of this stuff. I said, that's, mm-hmm. that's a blatant discrimination, you know. And she says, well, it, it's a matter of faith, you know. That's the way they get around well, It's a matter of faith, you know.
2: Well, yeah, it is a it's a religion of hate. I mean, their yeah. their focus is on the hatred towards Jesus Christ. In fact, because early on the disciples of Christ were so effective in winning Jews to Christ, yeah. I should say God was so effective. I, I should right. say they were right. effective. God was effective. Um, what they did was they instituted a um, a uh, a prayer or an incantation that they say there's about eight of them. And one of them is a curse upon Christians in Christ. And Mm. uh, everybody, uh, there's a cantor who, who recites that. And they did that in order to drive the Christians from the uh, uh, synagogue. And Mm. to this day, they do that very same thing. It's part of the process. And that part of the deal. And you mentioned, uh, he sold the soul of the devil. Uh, There is a video series Sold. I sold my soul for rock and roll.
3: Yeah, I think I've actually how it goes. seen that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really interesting the influence of the of Satan over rock and roll, and they uh, there's also lesser known videos talking talking about blood sacrifice for fame. So yeah, he sells his soul, but there's a price to be paid. See, Satan comes to collect, and um, apparently part of the deal is that he's got to fork over somebody in his family as a blood sacrifice. It doesn't. This is not free. It's not a freebie. Okay, it's not just his soul. A uh, uh, Satan requires a blood sacrifice, and so you'll you'll find that these people that gain tremendous fame. Some member of their family ha- will have died, and uh, there are a number of them where very, under very suspicious circumstances. And in fact, there's a um, – I can't remember his name now, but he actually was overheard saying, my mother died for this, and he was basically railing against the, what he was stuck in. He's basically mm. stuck. These people are mm. stuck. They have no way out. There is no way to get out. They try to rebel. They try to get out. And with, you see it once in a while uh, with Britney Spears shaving her head and so forth. And then right away, they bring her to the hospital. And, and what hospital do they bring her to? Mount Sinai. See, mm. Jewish hospital. Mm. It's all mind control. They have them. They run Hollywood. It's satanic. They're involved in blood sacrifice uh this is, this is witchcraft. And, and so it's not a surprise that they would try to, because they've been trying to since the founding of the church, to undermine the church. I mean, goodness, that's, that's what uh, uh, the Roman Catholic Church is all about. That's full of witchcraft, full of devils. Uh, you know, the, the Episcopal Church, you can say the same thing. The Lutheran Church, uh, these are evil institutions instituted by men. The Methodist Church, you can go right down the line.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that uh, you brought up earlier in the in the broadcast was the altercation between Peter and Paul over this issue of circumcision. And I see that uh, it's really quite interesting if you go on and look at, and we can maybe talk uh, another a broadcast about the Hebrew Roots movement. I don't want to get too far afield today, but I I, I saw a video today. It was entitled on YouTube, and it said uh, I was uh, I was converted. I was a Jew converted to Christianity, uh, but uh, the Christianity was exposed, and I returned to Judaism, the true my true faith. I saw faith. that video. Yeah. I,
2: I don't know if I saw that video, but I saw a similar uh, thing where the, uh, and, and they went through, and, and it was so full of lies and deception. Yeah, It was really, yeah. it was really, and of course, of course he didn't convert to Christianity, he converted to Roman Catholicism.
3: <laughs> right. Right. So, right. So he's
2: talking about, they put Roman Catholicism up as, as Christianity. Christian, yeah. That's, the, yeah. that's the great deception. So, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah.
1: where a lot of people you know rightfully are deceived, in other words, I know that I've listened to different people make like you said, they're making comments about how vile and, and filthy Christianity is. well, they're really referring to Roman Catholic Church you know yeah. i've heard I've heard like for an example, the uh agnostic atheist uh Hitchens uh he hates he hates. Any form of Christianity, but most of the time when he's talking about Christianity, he's coming against the uh, Catholic Church, and so. Uh, but this this whole thing about let's talk a little bit about this bringing people back under the law. I mean, and I, I see this. Uh, I, I've, and, and this isn't pick on Seventh Day Adventist night or anything like that. But what I'm seeing is there seems to be. um a lack of understanding of the new covenant, and people get stuck in this. This, you know, they'll take some scriptures totally out of context. They'll say, "Well, he says if you love me, keep my commandments," and and you know, don't and don't tell me we're not under the law and all of this stuff. But we find in the new testament covenant all the way through the the new testament, Paul is saying you can't have it both ways. We're either under grace or were under the law. And Christ fulfilled the law perfectly to the jot and tittle. He was perfectly holy, righteous with God. He was our sin bearer. Why did he come into the world if we were able to keep the law perfectly? And see, this is really an attack on the atonement of Christ.
0: You're right. Right. No, you're absolutely
2: right. Um. Uh, in interesting. Uh, what's a, what's another another word for the New Testament, the New Covenant? What's a, what's a, what? How was it referred to by? Um, uh, I don't remember. By Paul in Hebrews eight six. Now he obtained a more excellent ministry, but how yeah. much also is he the mediator of a better covenant, which was established yes. upon better promises. So they want to take the better covenant and replace it with the worse, I mean I shouldn't say worse. Well, yeah, if it's if this is a better covenant, then the other one was worse, right? It has to right. be. Right. This is this right. is the, God's making the judgment. He's saying this is a better covenant. Why would you want to replace it with something that's not as good?
1: Yeah, that's and see that's where I see and I'm not sure how they're going to get there. But uh, with, you know, we know that (laughs) with all of this, with all of this talk about the rebuilding of the temple and reinstituting animal sacrifice, and they have the pure blood red heifer there, and Uh, they're all making plans for this I mean they're even talking there's even videos on there where Netanyahu has had conversations with Trump since he's such a great real estate developer for building the temple rebuilding the temple in in Jerusalem and so on And, and, uh, and at some point and of course we could get into this whole aspect of the abomination of desolation and so on we know though that the reality of it is, it's anything that is absent of the completed work of Jesus Christ is antichrist. It's antichrist. Yeah. It's an antichrist yeah. spirit. Christ is the eternal Son of God, and see when they attack uh, the atonement, when they, and also when they they try to, I guess, retool the atonement. Into saying that it's just something that's available, but it's not actually effectual. You know, that is an, another issue because now I've read today there's some pastors now that are talking about the benefits of practicing the Hebrew uh, and going back and studying the the uh, Torah and getting back into the ceremonial laws and so on. It's a it's a mimicking mimicking uh, the old Jews is profitable. It is not profitable. <laughs> it is it is. Right. Paul said it's not. Paul said that you know if they're coming in unto you preaching another gospel, let them be accursed. And right. And I see all these right. people now that, that that there's a there's almost like. A linkage between Roman Catholicism and the papacy and now they're bringing Judaism together with that as well as a whole group of people bringing the Muslim faith and there it's all ecumenical and it's all one big happy family and the only people they're attacking out of all of them are those who are what I call Jesus only people okay that's Mm -hmm, the people mm -hmm. they're attacking and they're the ones that are going to get persecuted yeah you know
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's a groundswell. In fact, I just got an email today, completely unrelated. I mean, it was on something else. And at the end, let, let me let me look at that email. What does he say at the end? I'm not going to use his name, but um, where is it? Oh goodness. He mentioned uh, Yahshua. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I, you can't get away from it. It's everywhere.
3: Uh- yeah
2: um and I can't remember what he said at the end, but you know it's like what praise Yeshua or something like that uh but it's everywhere and and you're gonna run into it uh, and yeah what it is i i
1: I tell you what I've even had a problem with some folks um you know it's amazing how people will come at uh the inspired, inherent Word of God, because I've even had people, you know, and I understand uh, the argument on the italics in the the King James Version of the Bible. You know, and I've had even a discussion with a dear brother I love very much, Uh, but he he says, I have some questions on not the direct objects, but the indirect objects in the King James Version of the Bible. And, And, you know, look... I, I don't have any problem with any of it. I don't have a problem with the translators. I don't have a problem with the indirect objects. I don't have a problem with the italics. You know, God, all of it. And if people, if if you start questioning at one level and saying, well, yeah, but, but, but this, 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 uh, it puts questions in people's minds as to the authenticity of how God yeah. so orchestrated. The whole, the whole, this, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, one of the things that they point to in the King James—they're they're very fond of going to the the reference to Easter in the Book of Acts. But if uh-huh. they if they just understood what was being said, they would understand that that is actually an accurate translation. It was yeah. a reference to the heathen festival Paying of the Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. but. They they think that, no, no, that's another indication that this is a pagan book and it should be rejected. And, hmm. uh, and again, I, I can't say enough good things about how uh, Mike Hogart uh, portrayed it. I think he did such a good job. Uh, by propping up the books and having the people and showing how they're really trying to, they're really going after God's word. That's what they're doing.
1: And yeah, they're, and, 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 you know, and I going. don't I don't know, Mike, and I, and I want to just say this just for people that may know him better than I know him. You know, uh, I did did get, and uh, I'm not going to mention who it was, but someone uh, said, well, he's Arminian. Well, uh, I don't know mike i just know that i watched both videos where he is actually teaching about the origin of the sacred name movement and i didn't have any problem with his teachings on that i not to say i'm not saying i'm endorsing everything he teaches so i want to do a disclaimer on that because i don't know the man but uh, i i was approached by a person that says well i i've looked at a number of his videos, and he's Armenian. I said, I don't know. I don't know if he is Armenian or not. Uh, But the point is that he has done a really good job of showing what is happening with this sacred name movement. And also, you know, I think he's also done some other other, uh, uh, material on studying the Hebrew Roots Movement as well. And um, why don't you, Ed, just talk a little bit about uh, you know, and we'll we'll do maybe a broadcast on the Hebrew. River. Uh, wh- how did all of that start, and where did that originate from? Do you know, and how how did that all get started?
2: Well, in my in, in my opinion, I think this all goes back to the dispensationalism of yeah. Schofield. Yeah. Uh, and I I think that's where it's that's that was the the camel's nose under the under the tent when yeah. Schofield started putting the notes in the King James Bible and then that started being promoted. And so once it's there, it's like, okay. And it didn't really, it didn't really, uh, you know, uh, come to fruition until now after generations of conditioning and they have such a strong base of, of this dispensationalism. that uh, It's very easy for them to bring to the fore the Hebrew roots, because people are so conditioned to glorifying Israel and the Jews. Uh, And now that they're, they, uh, they have hegemony over the Middle East, uh, you know, and, and there's money behind it. This is, this is this is well-funded. This is not just something that's just spontaneously come up. This is being pushed. This is being funded. Just as Schofield's Bible was funded by the Jews, so this is being funded. Uh, this is, is a very, there are very subtle forces. There are pastors and churches who are, you know, they're being paid. Just as the newspapers are controlled through money by buying the editors and buying the publishing, so, so again, our church is being bought off, okay? The love of money is the root of all evil. There are, there are pastors who love money, okay? And they, they don't care about the gospel, they see this as a way to to get money and get lots of it. Uh, Joel Olstein is just one of many, many, many examples. Okay, there are many people like him uh, out there, many Zionist pastors. Uh, so you know. Well, they, you it,
1: know, a, a few years ago, I I was uh doing some you know, I was pretty naive and not that I'm not yet naive, but uh hopefully I'm less naive than I was. But anyway, I was doing some study on the uh, messianic uh Jews and uh, there's a rabbi uh in Kansas City who had a radio broadcast on Dick Bot's um KCCV for a number of years and he 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 became he he started out uh, walking a very thin line. You know he was trying he was trying to convey the message of of Judaism in a, in a Christian vernacular so that he could please both which is an impossibility please both the Jews and the Christians. And as he continued his broadcast, so I thought, well, I'm going to go meet this guy. So I went over to his church. He had a Messianic church there in Kansas City, you know, Park, Kansas. Went over, and of course, he was celebrating all the, you know, the the Feast of Passover and the Feast of Trumpets and all the Holy Days and all that stuff and dancing. And and it had quite a following. And and so I'm talking to him one night, and I said, you know, I said, you know, what do you do with – the Israel of God. I mean, you keep talking about...
2: <laughs>
1: I, I said, That's you a keep great ta-
2: question. <laughs> I said, you know,
3: you That's keep talking...
2: That's a talk- great question. And what did he say?
1: He said, you have a lot of audacity to come into my church and start promoting replacement theology.
2: <laughs> no way. No way. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. And so we, you know, that that was, uh, and you know, as he continued his broadcast, he ev- he eventually got the point where he was even attacking the virgin birth of Christ. And Dick Bot had to eventually, because he, you know, I mean, he, the guy was becoming really, I mean, he had to take him off his broadcast, you know, mm-hmm. because. And, and again, I don't know all the the details. I just know that one day I. Because I'd listen to this guy and say, "What's he putting out today?" And one day I tuned in, and he was no longer on the broadcast. Uh, Mm. Yeah, replacement theology, and this—you get this all the time, you know. In other words, this is all new. This doctrine of the Israel of God, and he's a Jew inwardly, not uh, outwardly circumcision of the heart. This is all. This is all. You know. This is what John. He's now picked up on that term. You know, all these people that say they're reformed in their theology, they're they in their replacement theology. They don't understand the chosen Jews of God. I'd know. like
0: to add something to that, if I could.
1: Sure. Hi, Chris.
0: Hi, brothers. How are you today?
1: Hey, Chris. <laughs> yeah. How
0: are you? Very well, thanks. That replacement theology, there, you, Larry, you've probably heard this term before. It's it, You know, replacement theology. Theology is is valid, you know. If you just read the letters of Paul, it's, it's, it's yeah, a Yeah, it
1: is a do a better covenant. Yes.
0: Yeah, I don't care if yeah. you're born Jewish or what. But they can't even trace their their roots since Titus leveled uh, Jerusalem in seventy AD. The fact remains that, uh, well, here let's use a better word. Let's use fulfill, fulfillment theology instead of replacement <laughs> theology. Oh, yeah, I like replace. that.
2: That's good. That's good, yeah no they um, yeah the devil's very clever in using terms and turning them into pejorative in order to discredit their opponents because i have been accused of being a replacement theologist and i'm I'm going what um, uh, <laughs> or replacement a theology uh, portrayer uh not theologist but I guess theologian'm not I don't consider myself a theologian, so please don't don't uh I, I, that' that would be that that would be an insult but anyway uh the uh, and i 'm thinking well what does that mean does that if that means that we 've replaced israel yeah i think i think we i think we are israel i mean we are israel. those who- believe, those believe in christ are israel isn't that the isn 't that the idea
0: well that 's what paul
2: gives us
0: through his letters. You know, so, yeah. so You know, it, it's like they don't read or or grasp what Paul through the Holy Spirit is is saying in his letters in regard to what right, a right. true Jew is. What, what's a true Jew? There you are.
1: Well, it's like we've talked, you know, Chris. You know, it, it's 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 blood bought. We're blood bought. Yeah,
3: that's
1: and and, and that's right? and yes, that's that's why there's such a preoccupation. That's what. You know, Ed was talking about earlier this association with blood. In other words, to mimic or to imitate the genuine, okay? And so the blood were also effectually called, okay? And then, you know, when you think about – and this this really is interesting, I think – uh, there's a term out there, and I, I kind of like it the, the more I – it's not a biblical term, but it's something that really conveys the reality of Ephesians 1, eternal vital union, <laughs> okay? In mm-hmm. other words, Christ Christ has an eternal vital union with all of the elect because he says in Ephesians 1, we are chosen in him before the foundation of the world, He also says that we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And so if you think about it, that's why the Apostle Paul can say the children not yet being born, not having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Jacob have I loved. In other words, it wasn't – and this is an eternal election. And it's – you know, and so – that see that's what Jews are are tr- the Jews who are not blood bought are saying that they have they have an eternal union because God chose them but the problem with that is that they departed and that's that the Jews today are not uh, do not have the faith of Abraham they do not have the faith of Of Moses Absolutely. you know I remember,
3: Weren,
1: yeah.
0: weren't excuse me, weren't they didn't God divorce them I mean,
1: yeah, and, and you know I was talking to uh a, a fellow that's a Jewish Christian, and he said, Larry, he said uh i in this Orthodox Jewish family and everything and he says we were always taught that Moses is our father and he said someone told me have you ever read the New Testament and he said why would I read that idolatrous book
3: uh-huh. and
1: he said I, one day I picked up the book of course he said the Holy Spirit was involved in it and he said I flipped over to Hebrews and it says there's one better than Moses <laughs> okay speaking of Christ uh-huh. Uh-huh. and he said I mean, he said, I started the New Testament, and I realized, man, he is the Messiah. And he said, I called my dad up, my father up, and I said, you know, Dad, I, uh, gee, I, have, I have trusted Jesus as my Messiah. He's shown me that he is the Messiah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And he, he said, my father said, you know, uh, his name is Steve. He said, Steve, just come and get your stuff. And he says, you know, that was it pretty much. In other words, that they just, you know, that was it. He didn't want to have anything else to do with him. He was a he was now considered a bastard, you know, child. In other words, he Right. But that that's what that's what the, they're so strong. I mean, if you listen to Notanyahu and he starts talking about the Jews and you listen to that speech he gave to the United Nations you see, it's rooted and grounded in the philosophy that we are on a higher level. We are gods. We're a mm-hmm. higher level than all of you beasts. We we are mm-hmm. we are the That's chosen right. of God. And but it, the the problem with with it is it has nothing to do with being born again, does it? <laughs>
0: no. And by the same token, if you know you ask the uh, the. The, the common Jew that hates our Savior, what he thinks of isaiah fifty three and he will tell you that is not talking about a man or a, or a messiah. Yeah. the Jews today believe they are their their state of Israel, and they themselves are their own savior
2: Yes, yes, that's what they do believe you're right.
0: I mean, how can Chris, you I, miss I really like, a person I really like, in Isaiah I really, 53? How do you miss a human, well, the God-man in, in Isaiah 53? How do you take it to that level where, oh, no, we're better than everybody. We we are have the state of Israel. We've deceived everybody. You know, uh, you know.
2: Because Ed, the God of this talking, world has blinded them.
0: Yeah, and you know, Ed, you were talking earlier about, something to the effect of the, the desires of their heart. Well, I think believe I believe and you you're talking about blood, you know, sacrifice and so forth. And I don't know if you got into children. I was at the store real quick, but anyway, uh I believe that Satan as well gives these reprobates the desire of their hearts on this earthly plane and then that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. As God gives us the desire of our hearts if we're if we're truly bloodbots, You know, that's, that's that, but, and that's well, but, but I believe Satan has the power to give these, these reprobates, these, these Christ haters.
2: Yeah. See, the difference is that God changes our hearts. So the desire of our heart is changed. You see, Mm -hmm. so we, 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 we don't desire in the depths of our heart things Rammon. Right. Right. You know, so our desire is he changed our, our our heart and took out our stony heart and put a fleshly heart, a spiritual heart inside of us. So Ezekiel yeah, thirty
0: six, yes.
2: Yeah. So the you know it's interesting in this Hebrew roots movement, part of it is you'll see that a lot of these pastors are starting to be called rabbi. They want to be called rabbi. That's they love part that, of just the, like
0: Jesus said. They would love it. Yeah, that. If you,
2: yeah read, read chapter 23 of Matthew. And what does he say? But be not ye called rabbi. So, for one is your master, even Christ. All yeah. ye are brethren. Call yeah. no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. So, what do we have? We have the Roman Catholic priest called Father. We have the Jewish rabbis called rabbis. We have now the um, the the well, these the I guess they I don't know what you'd call them, but they call themselves Christians, and now they're calling their pastors Rabbi in violation of God's command.
1: Well, and you've got you've got John MacArthur naming his, his seminary Master's College. <laughs> okay, called no Man master.
2: Oh, <laughs> I never exactly. thought about that. All of these perversions.
0: These are perversions.
2: Yeah. Oh. Wow. I never thought about that. Yeah, called No Man Master, and he's, I didn't even, wow.
0: You know, the Master's College is only literally, what, uh, 50 miles from my house. You know, that whole MacArthur, that whole MacArthur mega uh, uh, semi-Calvinistic cabal, you
3: know.
2: Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I, um. He's kind of a uh, very um, he he really has compromised on a lot a lot of things. Uh, you know, and he's
0: rich. He's just loaded to the gills. And you know, and talk about nepotism. His whole family is running the empire. You know, so uh-huh. on his demise, oh, they'll just they'll just shoe right in, like kind of like the Crouch family. You know,
2: oh, it's kind man. of sickening. You know somebody somebody forked over a lot of money for his college, right? Somebody's backing him. And I, I have strong suspicions about who's backing him. Well, I
0: have no idea who it is. I just know it's unsavory. And I really don't like what's coming out of there because of their – they've got this, this music, Muzak, you know, it just reminds me of Daniel, where everybody just worshiped the beast. You know, the kind of music mm-hmm. that, that they allow to come out. These are these are these new Calvinists,
1: as it were. well
3: hmm. so he's
0: really you know, promoting. I, I wanted
1: to, to to let you guys know, um, um John, who is with us from Toronto West, Canada. Uh, brings up a really good scripture here, and I, I don't, I, I think I've seen this before, but I'm glad he brought it up in Proverbs the thirtieth chapter and the fourth verse, and I'll read it, and then uh, you guys can comment on this. It says, "Who hath ascended up into heaven, or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists?" Who hath found the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? <laughs> wow. Isn't that, that, isn't that very Wow. That sounds
0: very, uh, very uh, uh, Job. That, that, that language is very much the language of the book of Job.
1: Yeah. Well, and then well, the, 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 the very person, next
2: verse the the, 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 very, the, same the very person next, wrote both.
1: Yeah, the very next verse it says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. But what's so great about this, John, I'm so glad you brought this up because it says what is his name and what is his son's name if thou canst tell? And then my, in, I re- so in my reference, it's got John 3.13 as a reference to that. I'll go back and read that. John 3.13, it says, um, that, that's what's so good about these fellowships, is we learn iron sharpens iron. And John, I'm, 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 I've, yeah, I've seen that Yeah, that's, that's
2: really good.
1: Yeah, so, yep. 3.13, it says, uh, John 3.13, and no, and no man hath ascended up to heaven... He that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. <laughs> kiss, mm. kiss
0: the Son, lest ye be found. Yeah. Uh, you know the rest.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe the language is too hard. Uh, uh, but then, God, if God allows you to realize this stuff, that's different. I don't know. Nobody's better than anybody. It's just that we're all sinners. But That's right. Maybe it's, wow. Maybe it's this is a direct, this is a direct it, link. Deeper than others.
2: This is a direct link and a fulfillment of Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4 right here in John 3.13. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> Look at that. It really...
0: Lest thou That's
3: be really in a so wilderness fun. alone.
0: Wow. We're just a remnant, brothers. We're, we are very much a remnant. Mm-hmm. That's
1: what yeah, right, I, I, I would God, love and,
0: to get more of these talk shoes more often. You know? God
1: has revealed yeah. himself to, you know, the thing that, that I have to constantly remind myself of because I was so immersed in this. Um, dispensational uh, teaching all my life, but God who reveals him, revealed himself to Abraham, God's the one who revealed himself to Moses, God's the one that revealed himself to Jacob, God's the one that revealed himself to every one of the Old Testament saints. And that seems very, you know, you say, well, that's that's obvious, you know. But you know what? That's also included all of his people. And so I have to remind myself when I find people um, that I love very dearly rejecting God's truth, I say, wait a minute, Larry, you know it's a revelation it's 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 the the holy spirit is the one that quickens us
2: you know that's right
1: we quicken anybody we can't we can we can share the truth of the gospel to people and we can (laughs) give them the word of god but you know either their eyes are going to be open and their ears going to be open for hearing and seeing or they're not you know
2: yeah you know, you mentioned uh in, in view of that you mentioned Hogarth. I don't know anything about his theology, but I'm definitely gonna look after this broadcast into it because yeah, yeah if these if these are then about the only thing I'll be watching is just are those two videos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, that's right. And that's uh but or see, maybe the, maybe uh, see what
1: he has to say about the Hebrew movement. You know, I mean right, I right. I I think that I think there's some really Um, instruction that I would like to see a little bit, because I think as as we continue on and we see this alliance uh, between uh, the United States and Israel become stronger and stronger, it could end up, uh, you know, I I don't consider myself to be, you know, you, you have all of these people that... Say they're students of prophecy and they have this all figured out. You know, it's amazing, and especially the dispensationalists. I mean, they have all their charts and graphs and they can tell you exactly when this is going to happen. But you know what? The, the reality is, is, Christ has already. I love, I love the the term that Chris used. He's all, he's fulfilled all righteousness, fulfillment theology. I'm going to remember that, Chris.
2: I like that. That is a great term.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I like replacement theology. They just can't handle <laughs> no, it. No,
2: no. No, I like I like yours better. Fulfillment theology. Yeah. Well, it, it yeah. all will be fulfilled. All is all already
0: been because fulfilled. Because we
2: are we are actually we were always the fulfillment. His church was always the fulfillment. Amen. So it. Um, now stop and think about it. Did, did now did we replace did we replace Israel or were we always Israel I just I I'm just have to think We All always we were is We always were true Israel
1: Yes Okay Yes and, you know and, and you know what so we, we didn't,
2: the, so we haven't really replaced Israel have we Well we no, replaced we,
0: uh, we we replaced ancient Judah the two southern tribes and the two and the and the 10 northern tribes that God allowed to go into the dispersia to be taken captive by those horrible Assyrians. And and, and what, 150 years later by those horrible Babylonians, you know, so, so so he very much divorced those. And, and, and and what he did again, I'll mention what Titus did. He he didn't unwittingly wanted, he really didn't want to level Jerusalem, but he did it. They'd, They'd had enough of these Jews and all their problems and their whole, Their whole nagginess—they really will nag you to the bone, you know. I don't know if you've ever dealt with them, but they hate our Savior. Let me just leave it at that. Mm. So it's not Mm. that they have a problem with us as much. I think maybe maybe we have just as much of a valid problem, or more of, than they do with them.
1: Well, you know, they hate our our Savior.
0: They hate Jesus Christ.
1: There are several several elements to what you're addressing in the 10th and 11th chapter of Romans because, you know, uh, and and I think it bears just touching on. You know, Paul says, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel. Now, he's speaking of physical Israel there, not spiritual. I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Okay, and then he goes on down and he says uh he he says that if in verse nine, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath been dead, thou shalt be saved. He says, also, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know? Mm-hmm. But then in the, next, <laughs> in the next chapter, he says, um, well, the 21st verse of, of 10, he says, To Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe. of God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. You know, and he he goes on and he says in verse 4, But what saith the answer of God in him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Okay, that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. tonight, Mm -hmm. Baal. And but but then what he does is he really balances this out for us the Gentiles who have come to who have come to faith he says um, in verse eighteen boast not against the branches but if thou boast thou bearest not the root but the root thee and he says God verse twenty one for if God spared not the natural branches take he lest he spare not thee behold therefore the goodness and severity of God on them which fell to seer- severity, but toward the goodness. And so uh, we're not being boastful and saying, these no-good, lousy, unbelieving Jews, you know. No. Uh, if it weren't for the grace of God, we would be a no-good, lousy, I would be a no-good, lousy, unbelieving Gentile, okay? <laughs> well, we but, already um, all
0: are, brother. But to but, well, but, but, well, save the grace we, of Christ, we, the, we've been, been, been renewed.
1: is... Yeah, the contingency there is we're not unbelieving, that we have the faith of Christ. We've been given the faith of Christ. But the the thing that I want to point out here is that um, there seems to be – and I don't understand this. I don't fully understand. I find it very interesting. Uh, Verse 14, Uh, this is Paul. He says, if by any means I may provoke to emulation – them which are my flesh and might save some of them. Okay, and I think that uh, you know, in other words, <clears throat> that the only thing I can say is that uh, God is going to elect and save all of those for whom He died. You know, and now the 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 passage that John Hagee uses to validate the fact that the Jews in his book. You know, and I've done a study on his book on, on sermon audio, but on the tw- he uses the 28th verse of chapter 11 uh, to justify the fact that the Jews don't have to know Christ. He says, um, As concerning the gospel's sake, they're enemies for your sake, but as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. He uses that, he takes it totally out of context and says, You have two Aspects of relationship One is the gospel for the Gentiles, for the Jews. Okay, and it's totally taken out of context because if you study it, you'll find out that well,
3: well it, it,
0: it appears to be ambiguous, but there is no ambiguity.
1: Oh,
2: no ambiguity. Well, well let, let, let's 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 parse this. Concerning the gospel, there are enemies for your sakes. Okay, I'm not sure why that's for our sake. But anyway, but as touching the election, they are beloved for the... I don't understand that at all. I don't understand that. Well, well,
0: well, may I? I? Uh, In regard to the Jew, remember there's a remnant saved from every kindred, tongue, and people spread all over, sparsely spread all over this earth. So... I would only have I could only allude to that in regard to the Jew. There, there are there, there will be just as many people from Middle America saved as there is from the the current. I call it the bastard state of current Israel over there. That that piece of of dirt that that hates our Savior. You know.
1: Well, I th- yeah, I think that Paul. But so God is sovereign
0: sure. in His election, and it's a remnant basic. Tenant is, is it's a remnant saved by grace, and there will be a lot of Jews that will, that, that God will drag if necessary to salvation. You know. Cool, I I see,
1: okay. Paul, so Paul answers the question when he says in verse thirty-two, "God hath concluded them all in a belief that He might have mercy upon all," meaning that He hath concluded. You know, both Jew and Gentile, in other words, we all have, we are we're all born and conceived in sin. We are all filthy rags, we're all gone out of the way, uh, that he might have mercy upon both the Jew and the Gentile remnant. So see that's that's what that's where it all ends and that uh we we see that the Jews um a big part of the Jews, um were not uh, God's elect remnant, and a big well, part of the Gentiles in the Old Testament were not. Right, Look right. at all the Gentiles. So basically, right. That's,
3: that's
0: right. And so you know, basically, all, of this, all of this ends up with up to God's glory. It all amen. culminates yeah. into God's glory. Okay, okay?
2: so, so, so is, is, as I read this, as I read this in, in verse 28, then as concerning the gospel, they are enemies... For your sake, so that means that those are the those are who, who those who are not saved, but right. touching the election, they are the beloved for the Father's sake. They are the ones who are saved. So there's two days in verse That's right. 28.
1: Then. That's right. And and as okay. long as you. When you're studying the, those three chapters, the 9th, 10th, and 11th chapters, you always have to hold that there's a physical Israel and there's a spiritual Israel. And he's talking about they they, they go, they waver in and out through those three chapters. And you uh-huh. have to say, oh, wait a minute, is he talking about Israel here? Is he talking about physical Israel or spiritual Israel? Okay, and the Zion... You know, we know, you know, I, I get a kick out of it um, that when I was coming up, you know. We always sang that song, Marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God, not Holy Land, okay? So once, if you make the separation between Zion of God and the Zion of the physical land and the physical Jew, which is, you know, and, and that that whole thing's an anomaly anymore because there's not any Jews left. I mean, it's so <laughs> there's even arguments. So there's even arguments out there that the seed is so, uh, if you want to call it, you know, watered down or whatever. There, you know,
3: it, it, how are you
1: going to? Of course, you can trace this back and that back, and but it has no relevance. The physical Jew has no relevance to the spiritual. Uh, the spiritual election of God. None. He,
0: he has no lineage.
1: That's right. Paul, so, talks, about I, yeah, ge- I, Paul I, talks about endless genealogies. You know these. Uh, oh, you know, you know who I am. I trace my lineage back to David or Moses or Abraham or whatever. You know.
2: Okay, so he that is born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, yes. even so it is now. So we see that very same thing happening now. So Absolutely. fleshly Israel persecutes spiritual Israel.
1: Yes, that's that's really true. And uh you know, we see this, you know, we see this not only look, I, I know some and I know that uh, uh, other people have had the same experience. Uh, I know some some true, that some true, you know, people from Jewish descent that have come to faith in Christ, and they are hated beyond unbelief by the physical Jews.
3: Mm-hmm. They
1: are absolutely and, and and look at Paul. I mean, Paul, you know, he was persecuted. Unmercifully, I mean he was he was killed and you know and I think what we're going to see is I think that there's I think there's a number of of Jewish people that are coming out of Judaism now that are that that have been given the faith of Christ, they're now starting to proclaim the truth. And uh, they are going to be persecuted, uh, just like Paul. Just like we we will be persecuted if we stand for the truth. When when Ed gets on this program and he says that, <laughs> I was sharing this with someone Ed uh, uh, this last week. I, your ears were probably burning, but I said, you know, Ed made a statement. It just I said it blew my mind that he actually said this publicly. But he said that. Modern-day churches are nothing more than covens. You know, I said, Amen. But I said, you know yeah. what? Let's, let's just break that down. Modern-day churches today are denying, many are denying the virgin birth of Christ. Many are denying the eternal hell. Many are, mm-hmm. are denying election, and they've upheld a free will gospel. And many are uh, just—I mean, just filled with masons. I mean, the Southern Baptist Church has more Masonic members than any other uh, church in the United States. Really? Others, they hate—they hate, they wow. hate the
0: tenets. Let's just narrow it down. The tenets of faith are much hated even now, and yes. will be even more. Yes. As time goes yep. by, those are tenets I mean, of faith. Yes.
1: But, you know, I, I just want to say this, and we've had a, a number of people join us, um, and I want to thank all the people that have, have come on and, and been a part of this. But um, there there's uh, a number of people that are listening, and you know who you are, and, and you've gone through a lot, and uh, I'm not going to get into details, but uh, you – some of the people that are on the call have experienced tremendous amount of um, retaliation against you. And I want to encourage you because Christ said, in fact, this morning, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and that scripture came, and you can listen to what I said about it on Sermon Audio. Think it not strange, this fiery trial. You know, Peter I mean, Peter went through a lot, but I, know the people on here have gone through some unbelievable things, and uh, you've been attacked by by people who say they're they're pastors and ministers, and that is not that is not <laughs> the sign of, uh, you know, in other words, in Jeremiah it talks about the sheep scattering the flock, okay. We are supposed to be edifying and building up. You know, Walt earlier in this call said, Larry, I just – I am – I want to build up those in the faith. I want to edify, and Ed, I want you to know that the last broadcast was really a soul-searching time for me when we were speaking about the love for the brethren and so on because we see all of this going on around us, and we we say, wow, you know – what is this what is this gonna end up being? Is it gonna end up being blood in the streets or, or you know what but here's the reality of it is that Christ has already fulfilled all righteousness, he's completed the work, and we can trust our souls to Christ. For He's blood mm-hmm. bought us. <laughs> we we don't yep. have you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because I know some of the people on this call have not had it easy. You know, I know for because they've shared their their testimonies with 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 us. So anyway, I want to thank everybody. We've been on now for uh, an hour and 45 minutes. Um, Chris, do you have any other other thoughts before we uh, kind of bring this to a conclusion?
0: Well, I just wanna thank you for the format, Brother Larry, and I wanna thank Ed for for God and God especially for giving Ed the ability to write such nice nice good revealing books that are consistent with the Word of God. So I just well, thank, thank both of you, yes. brothers, and love you both. I love you both and I love all the brethren that are listening that, that we are all kindred spirits, you know, in, in the family of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's about it. That's all I can say. That
1: uh well, you know. I want I want to say um Brother Walt, you've been in our prayers. Brother Walt was in the hospital this morning. And you know, he has Wait,
0: wait, wait. Uh, yeah, you cut out. You cut out. Walt was where? He was
1: he was in the hospital this morning. Walt, well, he, well, he he not I didn't hear just,
0: a hospital. That didn't come across. How yeah, he? Had doc- he
1: had a doc- He had a doctor's appointment uh-huh. and and uh, they are uh, recommending that he go through a process in a couple weeks, and so let's keep our brother Walt in in prayer. And you know, we're we're told by Paul, and you can search this out, that we are to pray for the brethren, and we're to we're to uh, hold them up in in the faith, and so on. And that uh, that is part of the love that we we talked about last time. Um, I want to again thank Toronto West. I want to thank Oregon, California. Um, guest five, uh, I think that's Andrew from Wichita. Guest four, I'm not sure. And of course, Louise uh, Draves is with us, and uh, I don't know. Every, and I guess, too, I know who that is. That's Walt Stickles. So thank you all for joining us. Ed, do you have any final comments, and do you have any thoughts about maybe a subject for next, uh, next time?
2: Um, no, I don't have any final comments other than thank you uh, uh, for this wonderful discussion, and uh, it's, uh, it's really been uh, good. I, I enjoyed it very much.
1: Thank you all, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, next Monday night. And uh, I'm open for suggestions as to topics. Um, we can never talk too much about Christ, I can say that, and I, I never mm-hmm. get tired of talking about his finished work and um, the reality of, of what he's done for his people, uh, even though uh, we still see through a glass darkly what the scripture says mm-hmm. and uh, but one of these days it's that glass dark dark glass is going to be removed and we're going to see we're going to see uh we're going right. to see him face to face so uh y'all have a blessed evening i uh, love y'all and uh, we look forward to continuing this uh, the tonight all
2: okay good night, good
1: night.